Good evening, everybody. It is time for the Jimmy Palumbo Show. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. This is show number 18. But before we get to the crazy numbers thing we do at number 18, I have a special guest tonight, which I will be interviewing. And also, she is sitting in on the entire podcast here. Elena Cristina, the Italian queen, as I call her, but she is a major star on TikTok and Instagram, and she does all kinds of impressions with Italian stuff and Italian-Americans and all that different stuff. Hello, Cristina. Hello. Elena Cristina. <laughs> Hello. How are we doing? All How's right. it going? It's going good. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you um, so much for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. So the first thing we got to do, of course, uh, as part of the Jimmy Palumbo Show culture, we are going to do show number eight. 18. That's right. Now, I have a very, I could have done, you know, Peyton Manning and, and Daryl Strawberry or even like old school guys like Dave Cowens on the Celtics, who I hated. Um, Joe Morgan, another guy I hated. So um, I, I decided, though, I was going to think, I knew you were going to think about Randall Cobb because you're the Packer fan. I knew and that he's the had, Cowboy fan. He's the Cowboy fan. Dave. So, and I was even thinking about doing Randy Velarde, which is a shitty Yankee, which I love to talk about. But I'm going to go with something because. This guy influenced me when I was 16 years old, okay? He is the kicker for the New York Giants in 1981. Nobody here was born. He is Joe Dinello, the kicker for the Giants. And here's why he's significant. First of all, it was Lawrence Taylor's first year. The Giants hadn't made the playoffs in 100 years. And he was the kicker in 81, last game of the season, at home. We're all fired up, playing the Dallas Cowboys, who were 12-3. and three. The Giants were only 8-7. and seven. Two things needed to happen. Giants had to win, and the Jets had to beat the Packers on the next Sunday. So what happens is uh, Joe Donello kicks a 35-yard field goal to send it to overtime, to overtime. And then Danny White rolls right. LT blows by him, almost sacks him. He throws a pass, picked off by number 57, which will be my next year's birthday number, Byron Hunt. And here comes Joe Donello with a big Italian mustache to kick the game that would send the Giants to the playoffs. Everybody knew the Jets were going to beat the Packers because the Packers stunk. And Joe Donello made my dream come true as a little 16-year-old boy. I was probably maybe 45 pounds and 4 foot 11 at that point. But here's the weird thing. I did a little further research on Joe Donello, and I got a kick. He was drafted by the Dolphins, got cut, ended up being, um, he was the backup for uh, Garo Upremian, and then they going back and forth, and the coach said, "Listen, we're going to go with Garo." You said Dolphins, yeah. It's we got drafted by. And he got is like he the got, Ray Finkel. That's the Ace Ventura situation. Well, see, he, well, listen, Ace I, is out. See, I, I have no idea what you're talking. You don't. About. You never saw the. Movie I, I saw Ace the Ventura movie, but I don't know every. You were talking it's about Goodfellas. Ace Ventura. Thing. It's it's. I know literally the movie. historical. I'm a huge, it's, listen, it's, it's Jim Carrey's best work. <laughs> um, I, my favorite part of the show is when I get I get <laughs> thrown I get, off. His I game. Listen, I right. had to, he started to go at you, so right. I had Everybody's to jump in there too. Are you going to remember to give me my? No, I will in a second. But then he ended up. He ended up on the Giants, but anyway. You totally distracted me, but that's okay. But the bottom line is, Joe Donello was now the sad part of Joe Donello. His son was a big time kicker for USC. Probably would have had a shot in an NFL sniff, and he kicked like three field goals in the Rose Bowl. But unfortunately, like six days later, they don't know if it was suicide or an accident. Like he fell off a cliff in, in San Pedro, and uh, he passed away. His son was named Mario Mario Danello, who was a really good kicker for USC. So that's my thing. It's show number eighteen. Joe Danello. Anybody over 
55 is going to get that. If you're not younger, look him up. Um, but he kicked us into the promised land. And to me, promised land is not winning the Super Bowl. Promised land is getting to the playoffs. It's like getting a first date when you've never, it's like your first kiss, that kind of thing. So, of course, the Jets smoked the Green Bay Packers the next day. But also Joe Danello, now I remember, was the backup for Chester Markle. Your dad's going to know that. This is I did this for Chris's dad. He's going to get a kick out of No one mentions Chester Markle, but I just did. So what is your number 18? Didi. It's easy. It's going to go Didi? All right. I, I got to no. go Didi. Okay. Dave knows. That's, that's a, there's a little... Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I can't Because they shouldn't have got rid of him. They should, they should have him now. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Every okay. Yankee fan could relate to this. The Yankees right. don't have a lefty in their lineup besides Brett Gardner, and we could right. really use Didi right now as short. So, right. and of Didi, course, baby. Know, of course, Randy Velarde was probably just as good as both of them. Of course, they let him go. No, no, stop. Um, anyway, so you're going to go, okay, so you're going to go with Didi Gregorius. All right, I had him written down, but um, I went with uh, Joe Danilo. So that's it. Now, crazy weekend. Again, it seems like every time I do a show on Monday, something horrific happens with the Yankees. Um Yesterday's game, I don't know, top five worst Yankee losses of all time. Yeah. Um, I love it. What's great about the Yankees when they lose games like this? There's not like two outs, two strikes. There was still one out. Like the game was like just boom, boom. And then you got to have jerk off Altuve win the game and he's ripping off his shirt, which I totally think he should have done that. Oh, I agree. 100%. Ju- Judge was busting his balls by doing the shirt thing. They were, like, they were playing it up all weekend and they even threw the jacket on LaCastro, the newest Yankee, I, when he hit one. I don't know exactly what he hit because I didn't get to watch the game. I was suffering through a hangover. Uh, yes, yes, you were because I was with you Saturday night. But, uh, yeah, it was it was awful Yankee game. The Mets also shit the bed. So I got to add like, to this, though. I didn't see any tattoo on Altuve's chest that he acted like he was hiding. Right. I mean, He's, there was a little small one, but it certainly wasn't embarrassing. They like cheated. Said. Exactly. Every team cheats. They cheated on a higher level and got caught. Just like Belichick has always cheated with you, the Patriots oh yeah, with videos. I'll tell you this, They though, got caught. If the Yankees do fire Boone after this season, which I think that regardless of what happens with Boone, even if he wins a World Series this year. Uh, they, if he wins, then I'll fire him. Well, you'd be surprised. Not going to happen. Boone's gone because they're probably not winning the World Series. I think that's Boone, fair to say. Boone could be fired during the All-Star break. I don't think Boone's going to be fired at all during the season, but you know who I would take? Speaking of cheaters, I would take A.J. Hinch, the, the Astros manager from that team, in a heartbeat. He's another cheater. Can't have him. No. Oh, yeah. I want to get cheaters. Some, I want to start all over. That. I want to start all or over. Or Buck Showalter. And, and hire Joe Torre again. Anyway, so Yankees lost, up 7-2. to They lose 8-7. A horrible game. But also the big thing yesterday was the... Uh, um, the, the Euro Cup thing. Now, everybody knows I am not a fan of soccer. I know soccer is the worldwide sport. Every little kid in every village in the world plays it. But here's what annoys the hell out of me. And Elena is not going to be happy. And neither is Chris Gucci here. I'm half Italian. So Why am I not going to be happy? Because uh, I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what I hate. You I'm got sure these, all these agree. Italians, especially these Jersey Italians, like, Italia, Italia. No, I have a question. Whoa. I have a question. Whoa. What does Forza <laughs> Italia mean? Okay. Forza Azzurri. Let's go. First let's go blue. So it's, just say, let's go blue. No, no first of all. No, first but all. It, we're Italian. First of all. Forza Azzurri. I tell you how, if, if <laughs> Ireland won this, one's, I'm just going to say World Cup because I don't want to say Euro. It doesn't matter. If I hate these big soccer matches and all these jerks from Jersey are like, yeah, can you name a player? 
Have you ever watched a game? It's nonsense. My buddy of mine on Facebook is like, yeah, bro, Italian. I like, saw, I saw really? a funny meme yesterday where it said all these Italian dudes were making fun of people in high school for playing soccer. So, exactly and now right. Big, yeah, now okay, big you know what? No, I'll give it to you with right? that one. It's, it's, I'll, it's, give, I'll give you that one. Uh, that yeah, one it, you could have. <laughs> all, all these, all these uh, Jersey Shore Italians are like, yeah, we, we got it done Sunday. Oh, really? You got it done? You got to be joking me. You know what? I got to stop you right sick. there, though, Jimmy. You have one right in your studio. I know, but you- You but got a Jersey Shore care. Italian right in front of you. I know, you. but I'm a Jersey Italian. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm, okay, I'm a, yeah, you could speak My last name is Palumbo. But listen, if Ireland won it, I would have been the, 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 you know, like laughing at all my Irish friends like, yeah, Irish, yeah, shut up. I even have, you know what, I was, I was torn. I have friends of mine that live in England and they're big soccer fans. And they actually, during, I don't know, World Cup 100 years ago I was bartending in the city and they made me watch games and he was filling me in like what soccer's all about and then I took him to their first baseball game and so I was I knew how big it was to them to win the the, the Euro Cup and uh, so I was rooting for England but I was rooting for them like but not really I had nothing invested and uh, so but but like uh, the Facebook I've posts, never had anything invested in a, in a soccer well, match me neither but I, I do watch the World Cup uh, and the, I'm not talking shit they have their sport. I'm okay with it. No, just, it's, it's the best sport. It's the biggest to, sport in the world. Yeah, I've just it's never just, been one to watch. Yeah, I won't watch it. I'd rather watch badminton than um, than soccer. Pickleball. I coached, I, of course, you know, I coached my daughter for two years, soccer. And we were 0-11 the first year. My daughter didn't know we were 0-11. And the next year, we were 11-0. Why? Because we had the best kicker in the league on our team. And she just scored like eight points a game. Eight points? And then points? you have to take them out. Well, I got to even stop you there, Jim. Just, I, of course. It's like saying, you know, uh, Cubs Stadium. I understand. I said that on purpose. The bottom line is the game, uh, we had to take the girl out. She dominated so much. There was rules. If you go up more than like eight nothing, yeah, it's like the mercy rule. You get no, you get fined if you're the coach. Oh, so if you leave your best in and you go up like nine nothing, I was like, good luck, good luck getting that chance for me. Um, but listen, I'm not a fan of soccer, but I am a fan of the enormity of it. I understand it's the uh, you know the Euro Cup and the World Cup and what's the one the other one the uh, North American Cup whatever they're asking the, the Copa. Uh, so the Copa. anyway, that's my. That's my uh, soccer doesn't matter. Annoying me, Italian people posting on Facebook about Italians. It's, it makes just go 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 to an Italian restaurant and get some prosciutto and gabagool and <laughs> relax and watch and watch the uh, watch the All Star game. Another annoying thing: All Star game this week. Wow, is anybody really? That's most ultimate could care less. I was just saying this on the home daily, run derby's on bigger the daily than the show. Game. I'm I'm glad that I just get like a week off of watching baseball. Because I don't give a shit about the All Star Game. I, the home I, run I could care less about it, and I think they're going to be wearing these like weird uniforms now, which makes it worse. And back in the day, when I remember as a kid, it was cool because you saw like the Pirates and the Cubs. You didn't see those guys play, you know, especially the big red machine and all that. I stuff. I think they still have a thing where they have to have a representative from each team. Yes, so everybody there is has an All Star from every team. Yeah, so like one year, you know, Randy Velarde would have made the team, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, I have no interest in the All Star game. I know uh, Otani is in the home run derby. He's about the only thing interesting in the All Star right. game because and, he's uh, going to do both. He's going to pitch and hit. Yeah, which is which is fun. And but again, it's the home run derby. People want to watch. And I predict here it is right now here live on the Chop Sports Network, Jimmy Palumbo show with Elena Cristino sitting in. I predict. That he will shit the bed at the home run derby. <laughs> I predict he wins it. He's going to shit the bed because I remember one year Stanton came in. Giancarlo Stanton had like 190 home runs at the halfway point. And I believe somebody smoked him on the Yankees, I think. 
He got smoked. He kept on. It was like was, Sanchez or something. But bad. he hit no. But if you remember that, Stanton was hitting ropes, but they were like not. You could tell he was on it. But that's a young Giancarlo. So I predict he's going to shit the bed, and I think that's just a good way to have fun with the fact that he's going to shit the bed. Um, so this week I'm going to be in Atlantic City. You think I'll be performing at some of the top comedy clubs? No, no, I'm not going to be doing that. I am going to be with my daughter at the national tournament there in Atlantic City at Harris. But I'm meeting my boy Deej, Michael Deej, the third baseman from Beer League. We'll be meeting me for a nice little steak dinner on Wednesday. Maybe we'll go to the clubs. I could do the whole white man overbite thing. And I'll act, I'll wear my, I'm going to get like an Italian soccer shirt and be like, yeah, we won the man. Let's go to the AC and party. Yeah, bro. Or maybe I'll walk, on the way down, I'll walk through Point Pleasant and uh, on the boardwalk and tell everybody, yeah, I'm so glad we won. And underneath, I'll have like, I'll kiss You're going to keep whispering to the mic? I'm too low now? Yeah. All right, that's because you got these mics I don't like. And plus, you you set up her mic perfectly. But did you say, I love when Dave, Dave, Dave gets made when I bust his ball. The best, you know, my favorite part of the show is this. So you're listening on the podcast, right? And you could hear, like, uh, Elena, and you could hear um, Chris. And then far in the background, far <laughs> off mic, is the aggravated Dave when I bust the Chop Sports Network balls. Uh, he enjoys when I mock out Madawan. Matter of fact, uh, uh, <laughs> Elena brought her dad with her, who's sitting in the room, because you should be nervous about this stretch of, of uh, Madawan. You know, this is where people, it's like a horror film. This is where you die in a horror film. Right? I mean, listen, story. my parents don't let me go alone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Once I time. tell them that I'm going somewhere, time. they're like, take your father, take your dad. Where are you going? You need to go. That's it. <laughs> I love it. She, even, you know what? Even they don't trust the Trops, Chop Sports Network. And there goes Jimmy Whispers again. Uh, no, it's not even that we don't trust you. My parents don't trust anybody. So you like it's I, not you. It's everyone. No, I think it's so. I think you want me so. to get up and so fix like, your mic? No, you? I'll do it. There you go. That. Oh, oh, how's that, everybody? Do I sound good? I don't know how Speak. this thing works. I'll edit this part out if I need to. All right. Keep Here we going. go. How's that? Is that you're, better? Yeah, but now I can't see here, but now I guess I can. <laughs> now it's in my face. I'm looking down at my notes. Um, we have such we have such good equipment here, but I didn't set it up right, so you can blame me on that. So Dave won't yell at me from the deep, the bowels of the studio. I hear Dave yelling at me, which is my funniest part of the show. Because if you're on a treadmill, you what did he just say? Did he just tell Jimmy to go fuck himself, or did he just say, Jimmy, go find the soccer cup? But nobody knows what he said there on that. But yeah, so I'll be in AC now that we're back live, um, set up right. The producers are supposed to set the microphones up, but they didn't because I got here late. Um, but uh, I'll blame Chris Gucci on that. Cause I'm could, good with it. He could take a punch. Also, I got to discuss real quick. Saturday night, we had an awesome time. Chop Sports Network had a big thing down at McDonough's in Keyport. Uh, it was really cool to watch uh, Gay Man Soft Porn, otherwise known as UFC. So what happens is you get... I love what you call it. All right. That's you, a new you, one. This is what it's like. The book. This is what it's like. It's like getting a bunch of guys under 30 who scream and yell at two guys trying to have sex with each other. It's a horrific sport. But Jimmy I got it all wrong. But I did have fun. It's a beautiful sport. Oh, Jim. it's horrible. It's horrible. But I did have fun because um, I, I the, the last big match of the day, uh, McGregor, um, who in my mind, I know nothing about the sport, was getting his ass kicked in the first round. But McGregor, that gets the guy lets him up because maybe he thought, I'll make this guy McGregor's cute. He's got a nice body. Maybe I'll at least talk to him. And then McGregor, through nothing the other guy did, backs up and his ankle, you know, uh, just twists. Upon and further review, there was a check kick earlier in that round that Poirier pointed at his. He said, You did something to your foot right there. 
That was before the takedown, even in the beginning. It was like the first two minutes. Yeah, but of the his fight. ankle bent around. Yeah, but what happens is when you have a hairline fracture and then you put, then you try and plant on it, it just gave out. It was okay. already broken, I think. Well, the bottom line is he but lost. But research. the cool thing is he. Re I didn't research because I don't want to learn anything about UFC. But now, of course, it's so sad. Oh my God, he broke his leg. So now let's bring him back for another thirty-five million dollars. Which, listen, every heavyweight boxer has done that. You fight the guy three times, you make three paychecks. That's how it works. But it was fun to see uh, being in a bar that there. So the the bar's air conditioning stopped working on Thursday. Yeah, it was bad. Right. We didn't get the memo that the bar's Bro, I, I the bar's air stroke. conditioning wasn't working. Heat stroke. Uh, so okay. it was about ninety-eight degrees. I'm with a bunch of men with like mustaches and beards. Um, and it got hotter and hotter and people were yelling and screaming and then the guy broke his leg and next thing you know, I had to drive home from Keyport. It took me an hour and 10 minutes to get home. But there was an awesome show, uh, awesome amount of uh, Chop Sports fans and people there. So it was a very successful event. I wish we were watching like the World Cup would have been better for me um, or maybe the Yankee game. Even that last inning last night would have been better than watching soccer. That was the Garrett Cole game so we did watch that there you just got yes. there a little late i listened to it on the radio which that is the pure form john sterling was just john sterling looked like he wanted to have sex with cole during the game he just and and so did uh what's her name susan wallman so anyway that's my little take so i'll be down the shore uh heading on wednesday go to check out this uh national dance tournament which i'm excited for my daughter and I hope the king center does well and now of course uh it's time for you know what time it is you know what time it is. That's right. It's time for Jimmy's bookings, which in case um, Elena doesn't know, you know what I'm struggling with? You have two names, two first names. So part of me wants to call you Christina, which makes no sense. But if you're Christina Elaine, that means like you're Jewish, you live on the Upper East Side, you own a restaurant. But if you're Elena Christina, you're an Italian-American superstar, queen, TikTok, gods of the world. Uh, goddess of the world <laughs> but when it comes to jimmy's bookings the all-time worst name for a segment called jimmy's bookings because it started out i used that as a you know on my piece of paper and we started out calling it that so we're going to keep it but people know when it's jimmy's bookings it's time for the sponsor that's right absolute eyewear getting involved here from the omni in atlanta absolute eyewear 42 main street woodbridge new jersey 732-326-3937 that's right craig and johnine Mashad. i'm gonna do it as an announcer the whole time craig and johnine Mashad getting involved family owned brother and sister both licensed opticians. Craig, of course, is the right center fielder for Corona Construction for about 25 years. They are a full-service optical place and opticians. They got everything. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, non-prescription sunglasses, safety glasses, sports glasses, motorcycle glasses, glasses for the kids. Ah, such a fine place to go. Contacts, eye exams, all that. They, uh, they're great people, too. I'm going to get off the announcer thing. They're great people. You go there, you don't feel like a jerk off when you're in there. They size you up. They give you good prices. Um, and, and and they totally make you look good. If you don't look good in the glasses, they're going to tell you. Part so, of the live read, they don't make you look like a jerk off. That's it. I think that's great. I think that's great. That's exactly what my audience wants to hear. And, of course, you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses when you mention this podcast key phrase complete pair which indicates frames and lenses but you also got to bring a little picture of jimmy palumbo from the internet and post it on their window i do that to annoy craig because when he comes to work in the morning he doesn't really want to see my face all over his front door but i think it's funny to do that they've been in business six 
15 years. Open five days a week. They're closed Wednesdays and Sundays. Why are they closed on Wednesdays, Chris? That was softball night. See that? Chris is so good. He's paying attention. I love a good producer. Um, that's right. He was playing right center field for me. And just go there. And, of course, now we have to announce what kind of glasses they have here. Your attention, please. The following eyeglasses are available at Absolute Eyewear. Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. That's my Bob Shepard. That's it. So Absolute Eyewear, 732-326-3937. Give them a call. Stop by. Do what you got to do. Good people. So my bookings. Now, this one was a little, this one was a little crazy. But I decided to go, I'm going to go with like two here, maybe three, but they're combined, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, the first one was a show called Jack and Jill. Anybody remember that show? A show no. called Jack and Jill back in 2002. I know you guys were in grammar school. And I was it already was, out of high school. Uh, no, it's, uh, I don't think uh, uh, Elena was. I was like three. Yeah, <laughs> Elena was three. So uh, but it, was a show, I book, it was a booking. I was living in L.A., and a show called Jack and Jill, but had two some big time cast uh, members, uh, Sarah Paulson and Jamie Presley. I don't know if you remember her, yeah. Hop Blonde. And the reason why it's it's crazy to me is because it was like a, a, a directed by a guy named Michael Pavone, who was uh, he's booked me a few times. He's a good guy. Um, the weird thing was, it was like a weird set. It was like uh, it was like a, it was like a. I don't know if there was like a. Usually, I hate to say it was just it was tense. I didn't feel comfortable, and I'm playing a cop where these two girls come up and the scene was a little uh, involved because they're trying to see their friend who might have been raped or something like that. And I'm a guy who's like, really? You're at a nightclub? Sure, sure. Like, you know, I'm playing a really not, I could care less cop in the city. And, um, but what had to happen was while we were doing the scene, a bunch of 20, 20 extras had a file in behind us. I guess they were like a group jailmates or something like that. So we're doing the scene and of course, you know, Sarah and Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley smoking hot. I'm like, wow, good looking girl here, you know. So we do the scene, and the extras were delayed in coming across. They probably got cued wrong, so it it screwed up the scene, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, like Jamie Presley, and, and she'll hate me for this, but she's like, ah, oh, these extras, you know. And she looked at me as if like I was because I was you know a guest star on the show. I was going to agree with her. And I was like, I was like, oh well, you know, maybe they didn't get cued right. And um, and I looked at her and I just said, oh, you know, I really can't get on the extras because they're one audition away from doing what I'm doing right now, you know. And and she gave me a look like, yeah. And don't ask me why this rolled out of my mouth. I was like, and you know, Jamie, I'm one audition away from doing what you're doing. And it was like, oh, geez, <laughs> two guys were like, oh, down goes. Fred. And I was like. I, I, I didn't mean it mean, but I was like, you're, you're mocking out the extras. They're making $75. You're probably making 40 grand an episode or whatever, 50 grand an episode, whatever she was making at the time. And you're busting balls on the extras. And like, you know, come on. Problem is, I don't look like Jamie Presley. So, uh, although she would make a great UFC fighter. Um, <laughs> she gets punched in the face. But yeah, so it was really weird set to be on. And uh, so that's my Jack and Jill story. But I'll combine it with, right around the same time, I did a little known show, a season finale. Uh, called ER. Anybody remember that show? Of course mm. you don't. I'm being facetious. I can't spell it, but I can say it. It was directed by Jonathan Kaplan, um, who couldn't have been cooler. And I will tell you this, as cool as it was being on Friends, 
working on ER was like being, the only way I could describe it is that like if, if being on Friends was like being at Fenway for a big game, being on ER was like definitely like playing at Yankee Stadium with like Joe D and Lou Gehrig, that kind of thing. It was unbelievably calm, professional. Uh, I get the tone of the show is more serious. So we get in there and next thing you know, we're inside the ER room where they shoot, you know, and I was like totally like a little kid. I was like, oh my God, this is like the set of ER. But of course, if you look just 10 feet above, you see like guys working up there and everything. But it really looks like, I know this sounds funny. People get mad at me when I say, it really looks like an ER because it's, it's TV. It should look like an ER, but it really looks like an ER. I mean, yeah, I could have swore that that show was filmed in a hospital. No, it's totally not. Totally not. So we're sitting there and Anthony Edwards was... Couldn't have been nicer. Talking to everybody, very polite. Um, but I remember we went through, and again, I didn't have that many lines. Again, another one of those things where I wasn't nervous initially. I got nervous three or four takes in, and here's why. So and we're sitting there, and first we just, the director was so nice, this guy, Jonathan Kaplan, and if he's still directing, he should hire me again. Um, he said to me, we all got to go, okay, let's, let's, let's just get this scene up on its feet. So we all just read it standing around, which is very nice to do. You, you, know, you get used to what you're doing. And then we had to actually run the scene, and I was playing uh, a cop whose partner had got shot, so he's in the gurney. Anthony Edwards is wheeling him through the ER, at a pretty quick pace because the guy was, you know, it's touch and go. He had to get to the operating room. And I'm letting Anthony Edwards know where he, like, where he got shot, how he got shot, what, what happened. And it turns out that the guy uh, uh, in the gurney was the killer who was trying to kill Anthony Edwards and his family. You know, a little, little uh, soap opera action there. So as I'm filling him in, that's when he realizes, like, this is the guy. But we had to have this gurney. We had to act around the gurney. I had to kind of help. I was like... I kind of, in the beginning, I was helping him push the gurney, but they had like a couple of extras helping him push. But we were doing like 50 miles an hour with this with this gurney. And I'm lying, 50 miles an hour, but we were moving. <laughs> and extras had to fly out in front of us out of different rooms. So extras wearing like nurses' garbs had a cut in front of our, because there was like a mass shooting. So all, every room had, you know, a. a, a was this all one take? Yeah, so that's insane. The camera, the camera was in front of the gurney, and they were going back. And then the camera was also behind us. But when the camera was behind us, we were going down. And I remember the first take. I was like, "Whoa, these extras!" Like I, I said to myself, "If they, if they don't time this right, it's someone's going to get belted." And they even kind of explained, "Hey guys, may stay on your cues." But then I realized if we go a little slower. And how do, I, how do we know how to push a gurney? Like, you're going to go three miles an hour or four miles an hour, and if you go faster, someone gets hit. If you go slower, the next guy gets hit. So we did a couple of takes, and I wasn't nervous at all. I'm ratting off my lines. And then all of a sudden, this extra, this guy, he got a late jump. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had the take to put on the internet. I saw, like... Oh, this guy, you ever drive on the road and a squirrel goes across the road and you're like, they always make it, right? But then sometimes they don't. I saw like in slow motion, like, this guy's not going to make it, man. Well, this gurney drilled him in the hip, <laughs> like spun around, knocked out of bounds inside the Miami Five. It was like, I was like, oh my God, this is brutal. And of course, they, we all got yelled at, guys, watch your cues. And then we realized it was our fault. 
So after that, I was a nervous wreck because I had to say my lines, help push the cart. It was so intense. But Anthony Edwards couldn't have been more polite. And uh, the ending of the show uh, was a real powerful ending, and I'll just tell you real quick. He gets the guy in the elevator. This the guy was trying to kill his family, and he, he's, now he's got to save his life because that's what doctors have to do. He ends up getting the gurney in the elevator, and the elevator shuts, and it's just me, him and Anthony Edwards in the elevator. And... The, the guy, the killer, goes into def, uh, defib, whatever you call it. So Anthony Edwards immediately goes into action. He grabs the paddles. He's trying to hit, about ready to hit him in the chest. And he's just about to ready to save him. But he pulls the, pulls the paddles back in the air and right in front of the guy. He shoots him, but like into nothing, into midair. Like looking at the guy going, I'm not going to save you. And then the third bang of the thing, it goes to black. Season over. It was like the most intense. So a couple of years later, I'm on a set of Law and Order with Jonathan Kaplan. And I, I said to him, I said, hey, man, I just want to let you know, you directed an episode I was in. I thought it was the coolest ending ever. Of I meant it, too, of a drama. He was like, oh, wasn't that just great? And he sat with me for like 20 minutes going over. I was like, was that your idea? Was it the executive? He goes, no. It was kind of both. We wanted to, we, in the editing room, I was like, that worked out great, you know. So a big shout out to Jonathan Kaplan for hiring me twice. Um... And the last one I'll do is, because uh, it happened, I got these two bookings, I found out at the same time. The Drew Carey Show, uh, directed by Jerry Cohen on ABC. And uh, I think I've mentioned this on the air before. I don't really have anything nice to say about Drew Carey because he, he was improving, and I had, I, I had to hit my mark. And when some guy improvs, you can't, you don't, if, you, if he's supposed to say three lines like, honey, I'm coming, and then I'll, coming, I mean it that way, honey, I'm coming into the kitchen, um, and, then, and then you say, honey, I was thinking about going and get something to eat, and maybe later on I can bring it into the kitchen. The guy who's timing it out, it can get screwed up. It's like in the NFL, 10-yard out is not a 12-yard out. So we do it, and I'm getting yelled at. Jimmy, you're, you're, way, too, you're way too fast. You're coming in too fast. And finally I must have just mumbled like, uh, he's talking over there. I don't know what I said, but like, true guy, turns around and goes, oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm having fun here at the top, and I'm like, okay, but I have a, I have, I have stuff to do that you don't care about that I'm getting yelled at. I'm getting my twelve hundred dollars for the day. I can care less. He just was, uh, uh, didn't like him, and um, that's all I have to say about the Drew Carey show. So that's it. Jimmy Palumbo's bookings going. We're going like in chronological order here from the Omni. Getting involved, Jack and Jill, ER, and the Drew Carey show. I'm sure. He's a very nice man, Drew Carey. If I ever had a beer with him, I'm sure. Um, um, I'm sure I would put on the MMA. I've heard several stories that he's a jerk off. He, he just should have been more like, "Oh, sorry, man, I'm improving," or someone should have told me to w watch him and wait, 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 then go. That I can do. But you know, I was going on a beat of when he says this word, you go. That's how we rehearsed it. So you rehearse things, like how we rehearse our podcast here. Uh, so those are my three bookings, and. Um, we're going to be right back, and I'm going to be finding out all, all about Elena Christina. And, of course, this segment is sponsored by Warren Brumel. And the good thing about Warren Brumel is, okay, he's an attorney at law, 
and he is a debt relief debt relief agency. It helps people file for relief under the bankruptcy code. Now I had to say that last line because that's the legal ease. You have to say that. But Warren's been doing this for like thirty five years, okay? And he helps people rebuild their financial lives. Uh, he's located in Keyport, New Jersey, but he handles all of New Jersey, and it's all Zoom now. Everything's Zoomed. He can zoom you in, blah blah blah. And if you mention our show, you get a free. That's right, a free initial consultation here when you mentioned the Jimmy Palumbo show um, and Warren like I said he's been doing this for 35 years and he's he's literally he's, he's processed and filed over 10,000 bankruptcy cases okay uh, great guy and um, uh, he is now a advertiser on our show but he also does the good thing his firm they now they only handle bankruptcies okay he's not a jack-of-all-trades lawyer he'll be doing a divorce one minute and next minute he's doing a personal personal injury case Although I could have used every one of these then. All, all these jack of all trades I could have used. Um, funny thing is, I probably will end up using Warren uh, bankruptcy. Um, maybe Chris and Dave. <laughs> Everybody's good. Eventually, everyone needs Warren when you file for bankruptcy. Um, but he makes the process simple and affordable. He's got payment plans. Uh, the number is 732-264-3400. Or more importantly, www keyportlaw.com you go on that website they got everything there stuff to fill out stuff to inquire and all that kind of stuff now listen um the the bottom line is bankruptcy will stop foreclosures repossessions wage garnishments bank levies all that kind of stuff and uh that's what that's what Warren does. He gives you advice on all of that. You can go check out his five-star reviews on Google, or better yet, you can go to avvo.com, the lawyer review shit site. I'm sure there's some really funny ones on there because sometimes lawyers, uh, they take a beating, and I'm sure on that review site. But he's got tons of five-star reviews. Um, I only wrote 12 of them. No, that's not true. He's got tons of good five-star reviews on there. And uh, like I said, uh Warren Brumel, uh, keyportlaw.com. That's where you want to go for all your bankruptcy needs. That's all he does. That's what he does. All right. Now, I'm sitting with me here. I, I could, This is the first time I'm having a guest on the show that was technically introduced to me by my 12-year-old daughter. As we discussed last week on the show, I was at a backyard party for Johnny DeLeo, and my daughter Natalie is tugging me going, that's a TikTok star. I'm like, no, no, it's not that. There's, I don't think there's any actors here from the movie, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, I asked Johnny DeLeo, is that a TikTok star? And he goes, yeah, that's Elena Christina. And I'm like, oh, my God. I went up to, I went up to Elena, and she was a, a doll and sweet, and we had some common friends. I decided to put her on the show. Welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Elena Christina. Thank you. I'm uh, so excited to be here. And, you know, actually, it's funny that, you know, with John, John I've known for years and through acting. So, wow. you know, before, you know, everything with TikTok, all that jazz, I've known John, since I've been like 12. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so. wow. He was a little cutie when we shot the fam. I think yep. he was like 16. Mm -hmm. yep. And his mother and father, a piece of work. So <laughs> Great uh, people, though. Good, oh, they're the best. They're the best. Chuck. Chuck and Jenna, mm -hmm. if they're listening to this episode. Um, I don't think they probably listen to the show. Um, so listen, the main, listen, you, I, I want to hear all about your career. I guess I want to ask the classic question, which will, uh, how did you get your start in all this? In other words, what was your inspiration what what kind of i know i'm sure when you were younger you wanted to do stuff like right, this right so i'll bring you back to, all the way to the beginning 
So I was always a very expressive little kid. And, you know, my mom has home videos of her, like, recording my little sister, who's quiet as anything, and me jumping in front of the camera and just being like, Mom, record me. My mom was just like, <laughs> what's wrong with this kid? Like, why is she so energetic and wants to be the center of attention all the time? So then, you know, my mom's friends and then anyone who would meet me when I was younger would just be like, you have to put Elena into acting. You have to put Elena into acting. So then... My friends, the Loretta's, they go to school, Actors Playground, and they, you know, introduced me to all the teachers there, and I started to act with them for many years. Is that what Actors Playground with Ralph? Mm -hmm, with Ralph Colombino, uh, yep. yep. Right. Ralph's my boy. Yep, and I would, you know, I was acting with them for a really long time. And then I went to college, kind of took a little bit of a hiatus the last four years, I'm not going to lie. Where'd you go to school? Rutgers. Scarlett McKnight yeah. in the house. Rutgers getting involved here <laughs> at the Chop, chop. at the yeah. Chop Sports Network. Yeah, and Chop Sports signing a bunch of Rutgers players. We'll get to that in just a minute. But that's all. I didn't know you're a Rutgers girl. Yeah, my Rutgers alum. Yes, there I you am. Go. All right. I'm so season ticket holder. I hope you go to the games at least. Well, I actually worked for Big Ten. So I worked oh, for Big Ten, and I actually worked directly with Rutgers football. And you might be my favorite guest of all time. <laughs> so I did fact, a The video. Jimmy and Elena show will be another podcast. <laughs> right I did the, uh, you know, I was video production crew with them. Okay. So I was, you know, cutting tapes and it was a lot, <laughs> but it was, it was fun. That's um, cool. That's cool. So then the pandemic hit, lost my job with Elvis Strand in the morning show. So I was with them and I lost my job with Big Ten and lost my job on Rutgers Radio. Wow. So I was kind of out, you know, doing with everything I was doing. And no really outlet besides social media. So my mom was like, Elena, why don't you just start making videos? Like, put yourself out there. Why not? Like, what do you have to lose? So then I made a video. <laughs> you know, you could kind of, if you want to add the audio into here later. Um, it goes, I'm Italian. Classy regatta mozzarella, fancy Gucci Parmigiana, acting stunata. How you doing? How you doing? I'm Italian. So you know that whole audio. I put that out there onto TikTok, but people hated it. I had people coming for my neck. You're a fake Italian. This girl's trash. Who let the Jersey Shore have a TikTok? Go hang yourself with the Italian flag. The comments i was getting were brutal but honestly it was also great because if they hate you you know the hate is just the train ride to yeah, success yeah that's yeah. just the choo-choo train all the way there so i need more people to hate me yeah. how do we right. do that you gotta get hate i guess so hate, maybe, maybe by mocking out mma and ufc they'll start i think you might me. get a little bit of hate maybe from that. That, okay. that little rundown okay. was like so that, you know, i'll tell people that listen i don't really hate anything but elena told me that Get the hate. It's the same thing. That's why the Yankees up. are so popular because they're equally as hated as they are loved. That's same thing right. with Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. There you go. So the hate. Uh, mm -hmm. So now, so now you everybody's hating clicks, you, yep. but you're getting clicks. So everybody's hating me. I got maybe we're at like fifty thousand views on this thing. Then a TikToker, his name is Matt Petito, and he has three million followers. He reacts to my video hates the whole thing but i loved it because you could tell that this kid's an actor and his jokes about it were hilarious to me it's not gonna make me go cry in the bathroom i actually loved what he was doing but then i had all the trolls from him 
you know, commenting on my video, this girl sucks, like getting on the bandwagon with Matt. And I'm like, you know what? I actually love this. Like I was getting nervous at first. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone's going to hate me. This is the worst thing ever. And my mom and my brother were like, it's not the worst thing ever. Right. You need this right now. You need people to come and, you know. Now is your is your uh, your mom full of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. my mom and your dad's big full, Italian, obviously yeah, full we're, Italian. Yeah, full Italian on okay. both sides. So flash, you know, fast forward and I kept up with the videos. I kept doing what I was doing, kept acting, and now, you know, I have haters and I have lovers. It doesn't matter what I do now. I still that's, get traction to my page. I think that's great. So that's great. You know, wow. although it was a lot of pressure at first, you know, seeing all those hate comments, I was like, you know, Especially, Especially the first time you get you got to deal with hate, it's hard. I mean, I had like yeah. I, I had shit who you are. two, three other videos pop off before that. I had another one that it was you know I had like ten thousand views on it, and then actually a thousand people used my audio, and it was me going. Donna, you got to see my girl. She's doing this savage dance. I'll tell her who's the savage in this house. Yeah, so it, it like went on. But, you know, people use that sound and it went right. viral. So people That's loved you. that one. But then I had hate on the next one. Right. But I'm then, not used to hate except when, when Dave Sturchow comes in the studio when he sees me. <laughs> but was, you, you I know, was waiting for him in the back. Where is he? The owl way in the back? <laughs> There he is. There's that limb. <laughs> but you got to have stamina, though. Like, no, I give if you people credit. are going to hate you, I would have put one stamina. video out. Someone hate me, I would have been. I almost there. deleted Chop Sports Network. <laughs> one YouTube video. I don't think a day goes by where we don't want to shut everything down, go home, and just get a job at Walgreens and move on. But, uh, wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. And now you have, you're also part of this growing up Italian thing mm -hmm. on Instagram. That's just a... You post videos on there or on your own? So, growing up Italian, I will go into Brooklyn. It's Anthony and Son Panini Shop. So, I go meet up with them there. And then a bunch of other TikTokers come and meet up with us as well. So, Young Pasta, Nikki Boy. We have Vin Giganti. So, a whole bunch of other how you doings meet up in one room. It's kind of like a family reunion. We all, you know. There's no Danny O'Brien. What was the guy that... That hated on your video? Mappetito. You should get him to go there one day. We tried. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, um, Maybe a little Nico action, a little wooden spoon well, action. Wooden, wooden spoon. He was he, actually way, just he, on my live just he, now because uh, I'm Instagram, you know, I'm TikTok live. I asked, him, I asked uh, Nico does some of my marketing. Right. Um, that's another story. I can't bash him now because he's still on my payroll. <laughs> but uh, so, He also was tuning into yeah, this just now. He said, I love Jimmy. Nico's the only one. <laughs> Nico's the only the only guy part of the Jimmy Plumbo show is making money. But uh, at first I, get, I said your name and he was like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. She said she knows a guy. And then he texted me and called me later. I was like, dude, I brain farted. I wasn't thinking. I totally know she. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, all right, she's coming on the show. So shout out to Nico and the Wooden Spoon. Uh, or really what he is is the Jimmy Palumbo Show marketeer. But uh, all right, so you're going to Brooklyn. You hang out with all those yeah, gindaloos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, me and all the guineas in one room. And uh, we just make content. We see, you know, what hits. And the biggest one who I make stuff with is Young Pasta. So we usually do, like, Italian-American mom and an Italian-American dad. And we'll just act like, you know, nut jobs together, right. screaming at each other. We once staged a fight in the middle of Brooklyn. I broke up with him. So, like, 
it, well, no, actually he broke up with me. I shouldn't say I broke up with him. Um, he broke up with me and I kind of was like, are you kidding me? Like screaming at him in the middle of Brooklyn. And we got like live street reactions. Everyone was like looking at us That's and crazy. you know, I let it go on for like a minute. And then I was like, all right, we'll cut it now. Cause you know, TikTok videos are only a minute. <laughs> and, uh, that got a couple of views as well. You know, when, I think we hit over like 40,000 on that one. When, when I lived in LA and the Sopranos was on at the time my one buddy used to uh, have a big sunday night screening 50 people and it's like this outdoor thing with the tv it was kind of cool but there was like la people there and like three or four italians right mm -hmm. so afterwards um uh, the guy one guy drove in flew in from jersey with cold cuts in his suitcase that my buddy on with a slicer sliced up to have like the real like the cold cuts from nutley or something like that so this one girl and, and her husband comes up to me like Oh, Jimmy, is, is that show realistic? I was like, you know what? It, it is and it isn't. I said, she goes, he looks at me and goes, are there really people like that in your area? I was like, yes, there are. There really are. You think it's almost caricature, but there are some people that are really, like when I do it, it's a caricature. But there's people out there. There's people that are from Colonia that are that have a Brooklyn accent. And they, yeah. were, bo they were like, yo, I was in your, we graduated I, together. I've you, been, you were I, in my elementary school. There are some families I know with, you know, with eight kids, Italian boys. And they're just, they're like, they're, 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 that's how they are all. They're that way at breakfast, that this and that with the Italian. They all live at home till they're 40. It's like, this is a real thing. <laughs> so I know, I know it is really real. Sometimes it goes over the top for laughs and uh, that's oh, okay. Yeah. That's all, my page. It goes over the top. There are a sure. bunch of Italian people. I know that. Didn't like the, uh, matter of fact, I did a scene in The Good Wife where I'm playing a guy, a foreman. We shot it right in front of the Brooklyn, uh, where, the, where the Nets play now. And her, and I'm mocking the, the, the lead of the show out that Italian-Americans started Bank of America, all these different <laughs> things. I'm like, I'm like the anti, you know, I grew up Italian, but more of, uh, I don't know, they're from Corona, Queens, and my grandfather was from Italy. And, but, you know, it was just, we grew up more... Um, as a matter of fact, he, he, you know, he was more of a quieter. He, he just was different. It was different. Though. He was a funny guy, baseball player and all that stuff. But um, and my mother was Irish, first half, first Irish into the bloodstream. Oh, thing. wow, wow. So my mother was this 18-year-old little uh, Irish, you know, lady coming in where Aunt Louise and Aunt Vicky were like, who is this? Who is this 18-year-old broad coming into our family? My mother couldn't cook in the beginning. It took her like 10 years. She finally realized she would take notes whenever she ate. She loved Italian food. She would take notes from Aunt Louise, Aunt Vicky, Aunt Angela, and she would make notes. Then she would cook it. So, years later, my father, someone asked my father, like, "Who's what's the who makes the best Italian food?" She says, "My wife does," because she list, she took all the recipes from all the old Italian ladies. And my mother's a great Italian cook now. Now she's eighty one. She's kind of semi retired from cooking. But um, yeah, we didn't grow up. We I mean, we grew up Italian, Central Jersey, I guess. And we you know we were in the city all the time, but not the. Uh, not the full soprano thing, but um, that's why I like to bust balls on it. But some <laughs> of my, you know, even when the Jersey Shore came out, I had a shore house for 15 years. The Jersey Shore show came out. And I was like, you know what? It's not really like that, Like, it, but it is, but it isn't. It's a little bit over the top. And, you know, of course, that's what a TV show does. But I had like six Italians in my shore house, and we the ball breaking was endless of uh, fun with that stuff. So anyway, so... Elena, Christina. Now I you I understand you you do all these crazy impressions. Right, right. And I'm not gonna ask you to do them right now. I mean, if you want me what? to, I will. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Which one do we want? Well, do I, we I, know uh Marissa Tomei? Yeah, Marissa my cousin Tomei. Vinny? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm gonna curse, so that's okay. Let, let it rip. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Imagine you're a deer. 
you're prancing along, you get thirsty, you spot a little brook, you put your little dear lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your lanes are lying on the, your brains are lying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch you shot you was wearing? So that's that's one of them. That's I said great. your lanes, that's not great. your brains, but. Uh, and now you also you do a little Carmella. Yeah. Soprano. Um, let me think of a line she has. Um, uh, you know how you can do whatever you want. Um, doesn't you know? I'm not forcing. Spam me the outrage, Tony. Accept the fact that I'm moving on with my life. <laughs> and then uh, I got a little bit of Marge. I got a little bit of Roz too. Marge Simpson. Okay. So. You don't have to do it if you want to do it. It's great. We love it. I mean, I'll go for it. Uh, (laughs) Like, Roz is a. Mike Wazowski, this window is now closed. Please come back later. <laughs> so I have that one. Um, you know, I could keep going, but. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you're also going to this thing uh, in Atlantic City. Matter of fact, just, just after I leave, this mob movie Soprano Con in Atlantic City. Yes. Tell me all about that. What's that all about? So I'll be down there with the Growing Up Italian crew. And, you know, shout out Sabino, Curcio, and his family. They're just, you know, they're amazing over there. And they, you know, they opened me or they, you know, what's the word? Welcomed me with open arms. And I'll be down there with them and we'll have a booth. So people will come and meet us. Any fans that want to come up to us, you know, take so a picture next, or anything. Not this uh, Not this Saturday. The next one coming up. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'll be there with them. And there will be a whole bunch of actors and actresses there from mob movies. And uh, I know. I wonder if, uh, is, uh, like, Vinny Pastore, those kind of guys go down there? Yeah. So, like, there will be the whole cast of Sopranos will be, I mean, anybody who, you know. Can come that day, but right. Sopranos are going to be there. And then I heard Lorraine Bracco is going to be there, of course, from Sopranos and then a whole bunch of other guys. So I'm super excited That's because, cool. you know, you maybe, know? I'll, maybe I'll take a run down there, bus balls down there. I know some of the actors that were in the Sopranos. So, um, and, uh, in fact, his name is, uh, uh, my God, what's his name? I can't believe this brain fart brain. Fart. We're going to pause it here. Stop it right there. Ah, I got it. No, stop. Louis Martini. Was in that, and plus a bunch of other guys. I can't believe it. I didn't know. And uh, Dominic Lombardozzi was not in the Sopranos, but a couple of guys from Beer League were. Um, but yeah, I actually booked a role in Sopranos, but it got uh, it got it got cut out. They did stunt casting, and it was like either John Bon Jovi or Frankie Valli or something replaced me at the card table. So that's my claim to fame. But I auditioned like eight times, so it was hard. Oh she, wow, it was tough to um, to book that. But I ended up booking her partner. Uh, ended up uh, casting me. Um, I think in the family she was a casting director. So I got involved there. But that's cool. So, wow, Atlantic City, a couple of weeks, you're going to be down there doing mm-hmm. the whole mob movie Soprano Con. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's all these different cons. Well, it's funny you actually brought that up because I auditioned for the Many Saints of Newark. And I bring yeah, I got a call back. Oh. <clears throat> so I was super well, excited. Thing. And then they decided to go with someone who like actually spoke Italian. I, you know, I'm just, you know. Some girl from Jersey. Yeah, I mean, go. I was raised Italian American, but I'm not from the boot. So uh, you speak cold went, cuts. You speak cold cuts. I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you should maybe learn Italian. That should be a 
That should be a little thing. You should go and on, I, uh, yeah. what's that uh, service? Rosetta Stone. RosettaStone.com so, and learn Italian. I took seven years of Italian, but it didn't stick. You took seven <laughs> years of Italian? Yeah, and you couldn't stick. even audition with a little... I mean, I know I know, like one thing. Tell I them you could dissect a sentence or in Zer- Italian. Azuri. Yeah, that's, about it. <laughs> that's it. Let's go blue. I took two years of Spanish and I don't even know the Spanish alphabet. So I can relate to that a Well, you know what? There's always reasons why you don't book stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's so it. Wait a minute. Are you, uh, you're over at New Jersey 101.5? Yes, I am. Yep. Very cool. I, they all did, when I, we did Beer League, Carton was the morning host or afternoon host. Was he morning or after? I forget. Uh, probably afternoon because I drive all the way from North Jersey to Trenton. Um, and I was able to get on a show like a year before he ended up going to WFAN. So it was cool over there. I'm a big fan of 101.5. It's a great uh, local New Jersey station, but Reach has got a far reach, and they do a really nice job. What do you do over there? So I do two things over there. Um, I run the talent show that's down in Point Pleasant. So I was just there last night, and basically I book the talent. I stay in communication with the talent. I register the talent when they show up to the show. This is um, the stand-up show? No, so this is actually any type of talent. It could be, you know, people who do impressions. We have people who sing. We have people who play instruments. So I orchestrate that whole entire thing, get it all together. I work directly with Big Joe Henry on the phone with him, like, every single day talking about it. And then I also work his variety show that's down in Seaside. So I'm basically guess you could call me a PA for that. So, you know, I run wires. I meet with the talent there. I'm basically a greeter for the talent, I would say. Um, But actually, August 18th, he's going to let me host one of the shows. So that's going to be super cool. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. You know, um, you're going to have a podcast here at Chop Sports Network. I just love making people do stuff without you. <laughs> I'm down for it. <laughs> My again, I don't, I don't know if you know. I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the what job title? What, we have to create another job title for me. I'm trying I'm to go for the record of liaison. I like that talent liaison. Ooh, okay. I like that official. I was in charge charge of the internship program. And um, I'm in charge of the... Uh, now the NIL, you're heading up the NIL program. The NIL program. <laughs> I'm a liaison to the NIL college sports athlete program. You could, you could now is a good Dude, time. I, need, I need to I plug need your like, knees. Well, I, I will plug that in a second. But um, well, we're signing these college athletes, and I get a phone call from my sister saying, hey, it's great, Jimmy. Uh, your niece, uh, Madison Palumbo, is signing with Chop Sports Network. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I'm like Chris Paul over there. No one informed me that we're going to sign LeBron. But okay, let me give let me give my – not that my you – know, my niece is as good as LeBron, but she's tough D1 athlete for la, uh, lacrosse. So I had to call Chris. I'm, hey, Chris, uh, her last name is Palumbo. You would have thought to maybe send me a text saying, hey, but You were too busy bashing me on social media. You had no what, problem. Well, because that's because they did some football thing where uh, the starts to a perfect pass through in the end zone, game over. Perfect pass. That was, it was a, if you Google drop, that's the first video that comes out. Am I right? Dave, that was a good pass. First of all, not that you didn't look good throwing it. There's all negatives on your end. However, Billy Kilmer-esque, if you get that reference, I call have a me. question. Now, yeah, if right it, in it, Jimmy, where did Jimmy, it not so, hit so, you? So let's have a, you ever have a, um, 
Listen, there's a did video. Wait, time out. Did you ever have an editor edit a video for you and and leave the part in where you dropped the pass? Like that didn't even have to go in. It was Dave just putting it in because he felt like he threw a great pass. But, but right, Dave. Wait, time out. Time out. This is where you. This is where you. You, you know what? That could have been in and out. If of I'm order. the judge, I'm adding another year to your sentence. I don't wrong. care. You're not the judge. The, the bit was that you can beat the guy. I did. Okay, and it, you know what I call it? It's second and ten. Fine. Okay? And on second and ten, what happened on second and ten? On first and ten, you dropped a touchdown pass. But on second and ten, I caught one. I, I know, but it, and then on third and ten, I there was caught no one, other receiver. 10, I, I tell you one. what, I tell you what. If Aaron Rodgers threw that to you and you dropped it, you don't get another touch for first like of three all. Quarters. First of all, we should have never have been in the backyard, right but there. We were it, right here in the no, front. It was here. behind. It was behind the second. Well, pass you can't was, go in the front because you get murdered by in the in the mystery uh, horror film that shoots every week here. Listen, you beat him clean. And by the way, you were using the car in the parking lot to get around them. And can I also say this? I told him exactly what I was doing. I said, we're just doing a straight fly. That's right. it. It wasn't like there was so, any... It yeah, was and and, and Sturge right dropped back, plenty of time, fires all the middle, and dropped. Matter of fact, if you listen to the announcer, start and it's touchdown. No! You actually hear... No, you they drop hear, it. You actually no, hear Ashley it. in the background say, oh my God, what the fuck? I know. Well, <laughs> listen, there's a video. Go look at Chop Sports Network. Uh, it's, it, Chopsportsmedia.com. Chopsportsmedia.com. There was an argument internally here about who can beat who as wide receiver in the street. Chris was clearly faster than the guy. Sturcio knew it. He dropped back plenty of time, all day to throw. He looked like Vince Faragamo with the Rams. Another reference. If you get it, send me a dollar against the Giants. They won 28 nothing. And he threw a perfect looping pass. Beat the, You had a guy beat. By the way, you had him beat, but it wasn't like it was like 15 steps. So the pass had to be do right you, Do you understand there. that and was, I had to stop running? I had him beat by 10 yards. I had to stop running because I was going to run into the fucking steps. No, you catch it. You drag the feet. That's what you got to oh do. Oh my goodness! Do you not? It, please watch the video again. I, I have. I, I even got and this. This is why you didn't get any uh, any love on the Pal Madison Palumbo no. signing because you were too busy on YouTube no, no, finding no, no, fucking no, no. video. You I, posted I, I'll the, edit that curse after, out. I guess. After, see, yeah, you got a vein. You caught a vein. No, here. I caught, listen, you got to catch something. You didn't catch the ball. He threw it. Down goes McGregor. Oh, your foot's broken. Your ankle's broken. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, we're gonna have to Dave Sturcho's <laughs> ego cannot get out of battle on right now. He, he's right now there's a weather report saying Dave Sturcho's ego is trying to get out of battle on. It's raining. All right, let's keyboard. reel it in. Let's reel it in. Enough right, about it. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm sorry. Fudge. We have we have Elena Christina here and we just went off on a tangent. But uh, she loves all that TikTok stuff. So she knows that uh, when it's on. The, when, listen, he dropped a pass. Um, <laughs> he's, he's still going. So, he's still going, even after that dick. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's great that I met you in this, in an odd way, really. Yeah, a really strange party. way, for sure. And uh, your brother was cool, too. I know your brother does. What does your brother do? Some music stuff? Yeah, so my brother is, he's a DJ and a producer. He is fantastic. Fantastic. Tommy Tartufo on Instagram. He is awesome. Look at the shadow. Now I'm in charge. I'm a music liaison. That's my next thing. I, I feel bad. They have to order business cards for me mm -hmm. and they have to order. Right now there's 17 business cards. So when I go out, my wallet looks like a, a booster seat <laughs> in my car and I got to be like, I'm sorry. Oh, you're in the music business? Oh, I'm the liaison. 
liaison for <laughs> the Sports liaison. Um, <laughs> and the only thing is, the only thing I don't know is social media, so I'm useless here, really. Day, <laughs> I should just have a megaphone and listen and watch my show. If you need any social media, girls, I'm right here. Uh, I know. <laughs> you need well, anything? Uh, you know, I feel bad. <laughs> Nico's sweating at home right now. Oh my Definitely god! Listening in it. He's probably listening to the live. Uh, right he now. might I could be. just hear Jim Palmo back to pass, looking Nico, looking Nico fires over the middle. Elena Christina, she may go. She's gonna go all the way. Wow, wow! Nico was wide open on the left side. <laughs> Of course, Gucci was late getting over, but Palomo saw Elena <laughs> Christina and his followers have increased by 100,000 here from the Omni in Atlanta <laughs> as Elena Christina is getting involved here on the Jimmy Palumbo Sports Show. Well, this is a radical show here. We yelled and screamed at each other. We had like a real fight. He dropped a pass and um, Stuart Dude, was yelling at me when I mock out the equipment. Uh, listen, just because the <laughs> so many jokes I could do, <laughs> the equipment's really good here. You know, especially Walgreens is open twenty four hours. You can get it there if you have something breaks. So um, it's another. It's another great. It's all good stuff. It's good material. Um, I love the new lights we got. It sets the mood. Um, so we, we can actually have dinner right here. The way the mood lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Your father's in the hallway over there. That's another thing. If you were like 32, I would hit on you and your father would be pissed. But then <laughs> My he'd father be, would beat your ass. Right, but he'd be, he'd <laughs> That's be, the only time I'll curse. If, if you were 32, <laughs> but that means he's 10 years old and I could probably outrun him at that point. But... Um, my dad will just sit on you. You'll collapse. Yeah, that's the, it. That's three hundred and fifty pounds. This I, man. <laughs> I was telling these guys whenever I hang out with these guys, there's always young girls around. So it's always like you know, uh, how old's your mom? <laughs> your mom single? <laughs> but uh, no, no, I'm just busting balls. I love that your father's in the hallway, uh, probably listening on a live stream, making sure we're not saying anything inappropriate. I'll just throw in. Oh, like, he doesn't know how to use TikTok. Uh, he probably <laughs> does. He tells you he doesn't. But I'll just say gabagool, provolone, scungeal, shviadel, and he won't get mad. No, honestly, like I send my dad's emails. I promise you, he doesn't know how to use TikTok. My, well, my, I, I agree. My mother's on episode four. We're on eighteen. She goes, Jimmy, I'm listening to the podcast. She brings up stuff. I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. The Brian Ellerby episode. Yeah, it's the Brian Ellerby episode. My boy from Michigan. I might see him in Atlantic City this weekend as well. He's down there for something. Um, anyway, all right. Well, that's it here, uh, Elena Christina. Um, uh, I do want to talk about really though this this NIL thing. Um, I'm very excited that we have a ton of players. Um, you guys sent me the full list. The full list is like completely getting involved now. Hang on one second while I call it up. We have. Uh, I'm going to blow the names, but you know, I'll see how it sounds. I'll come in and help you out. Where well, you it's didn't. Mike Tavertov. 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 Okay, who is a really good player for Rutgers? Johnny Paz, who is definitely one of the best wrestlers in the country for Rutgers, and they have the best coach, wrestling coach, and a very, very good wrestling. Fourth team. in the nation, all yeah. American, all American freshman, awesome. My niece, Madison Palumbo, out of Central Connecticut, Division One lacrosse. Connor Holmes out of Bucknell. He's a Colonia kid too. Yeah, about a Colonia. But really, his dad's a Colonia guy. You know John Holmes? No. Well, no. he, he he grew up in. They Sarah know Connor, me, bro. But they, they, they definitely know, me. know you. <laughs> uh, Cedric Pallion, I get that right. Payant. Payant. Okay, he's another Rutgers kid. That's a guess. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, but uh, I I think that's a little French action. Now I would guess it's Tyrick Pitts out of Delaware. Tyrick Pitts and Rutgers plays Delaware this year. By the way, game three, I think. And then we got uh, 
Brodarius Ham out of Auburn, Anthony Pecarella out of Maryland. That's a Madison Palumbo. Uh, Madison Palumbo's friend. So, so now it's I get them Madison, and then Madison gets us a punter from Maryland. Well, now the punter got us a graphic designer from also Maryland. Yeah, so my worth here again is a little bit like you know what it's like. It's like let me tell you what this is like. It's like you know I think I should be in on certain decisions now. We we talked about this during the NBA season when guys, Aaron, you know what? I am the Aaron Rodgers of Chop Sports Network. I was not. A, do you think Tom Brady's niece would be signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Like what? Let's say Tom Brady's niece was a cornerback. Do you think that? Hey, uh, and his wife called up. Hey, Jay, uh, that's really cool that Tom that they just signed your niece uh, to play for the Buccaneers. And Tom's. Like, I didn't know this. That's the same thing. So I am officially the Aaron Rodgers. I've been disrespected, and. Um, yeah, I'm sure Barstool and John Boy are going to be cool. My phone's lighting up right now <laughs> with everybody coming after the Jimmy Palumbo show. But we're um, just not answering. You're not. We're not going to trade you. You're going to either have to hold out or retire. My you know friend. what? <laughs> That's you know about what? it. I know it. Really, at the end of the day, I, I I say I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm really Brett Gardner. Like if you cut him, no one cares. If you keep him, no one cares. There's going to be like <laughs> the old Yankee fans that are really stuck to Gardner. Kind of like I kind of have a soft spot for Gardner. Well, he had a huge double the other night, yeah. so I got to give him credit for that. Also, we have Ireland Burke out of Rutgers and Josh Chandler out of West Virginia. Now, I hate West Virginia because they always beat Rutgers. I'll tell him to his face when he comes on my show. I was like, Rutgers, I think we've never won there. I have a theory that... Middle linebacker on one of the top-ranked defenses in the nation, though. So I'm going to be like you and say, like, oh, I could take him. I could take him. Then I'll I'll go out for a pass and Church will throw a bullet. Palumbo's got it inside the five. I switched sports there. It makes it even funnier. But um, the reason why I hate West Virginia is because I don't believe Rutgers football has ever won at West Virginia. And I don't think, and I, I'm going to, I can't wait, our intern here, who I just met, the new intern, because I lost my position as intern director. Um, I want to look up all time what Rutgers sports is, every sport at West Virginia. I think it's less than 100. I like bet you Paz beat a West Virginia kid if they wrestled. You know what would happen? Possibly. Here we go, Paz, in the final round here for the championship. God, West Virginia, he pinned him in 30 seconds. And, oh, Paz is down. No, you, as long as it's not at West Virginia. If it's in West Virginia, he probably lose. No. That's what will happen. Yeah, you know what? First of all, they don't even wrestle West Virginia. They're in the Big Ten now. But, no, Rutgers never wins at West Virginia. And West Virginia's in the middle of nowhere, and they recruit these kids. They're always better than us. Makes me crazy. But... In a weird way, I'm a fan of West Virginia now because we don't play them, so I get a kick out of when you ever see West Virginia's playing like they'll they'll play like a really good school every now and then, and it looked like 14 point underdogs, and I'm like, it's at West Virginia. Uh, they would play Alabama six six at the half, that kind of thing, you know. Everybody goes to West Virginia and gets trashed. It's the best party school in the nation. That's what I hear. I've never been. I'm dying to go. So anyway. All right, Elena, I'm talking over you. you like, we just <laughs> no. got caught up in sports. But 30, I really appreciate you. 33-4-2 all time against Rutgers is West Virginia. 33-4. and four. Wow. 33-4. and four. And I know that there's no road. None of those four wins were on the road. I actually went to, I think it was at the game they actually beat them at home. But um, back to Elena Christina and her father outside in the hallway. Um, the uh, So, yeah, I want you to, you'll be on the show again. You're only a half hour away, so you a... Uh, you are considered a uh, automatic friend, a friend guest. Friend of the network. Right? Friend Love of the that. Chop Sports Network. I didn't even get Call that Call a label. paisan. There you go. A friend. Little liaison. She's the paisan. Uh, liaison, yeah, yeah, liaison, yeah, there we go. My liaison paisan. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having uh, me. We're going to talk afterwards anyway. So, all right, that's it. That would be, uh, that's the uh, Jimmy Palumbo show. Show number 18, Joe Danello with a 35-yard to send the game. And then the Jets blow out the Packers. See how I tied it in? Because we have a Jet podcast. You do this, you're a Packer fan, which is unfortunate. And we beat the Cowboys with Landry. I went online, watched the, I was literally, you ever know, you know what sucks? I, I'm so old now, all the videos I, of things I like, it's that blurry video. <laughs> and you hear like, John Madden sounds like, like it's at the 1939 World's Fair. I mean, look, it's so, like John Madden, like the Madden game and everything. When you listen to it, you're like, it's blurry video. The linebackers are all like 380 pounds. It's, everybody just looks fat, slow. And the, every quarterback looks like they, they should be an accountant on Route 34 in Mattawa. And, you know, Danny White looks like somebody who couldn't play anywhere. Now, you know? And, of course, uh, he's slinging the ball over the place. But anyway, Joe Danello Show, number 18. Number 18.